You're listening to Femfluence Radio, created for women desiring more influence and affluence and are looking for other women who want the same. I'm your host, Jennifer Kemp, but you can call me Jen. I'm a serial entrepreneur and founder who's built four multi-million dollar companies. I'm also a mom to three amazing humans and a wifey to the self-proclaimed slay-at-home dad. Whoa, (laughs) that makes me tired just saying out loud. On this show, we'll have the real BS-free conversations that every woman wants to have, but no one's talking about with the honesty we deserve. We'll chat on the intersection of too muchness and not enoughness, what aligned success looks and feels like, and what it takes to dismantle old systems, beliefs, and thinking that get in the way of what we really want. If you're an ambitious woman, looking for a collective that will support you as you grow into the next level leader you and everyone else knows, likes, and trusts, then stick around because you're already home and amongst friends. Now, let's go build longer tables together. Today, we're talking about the sixth value of femfluence. Let me review the others for you. Autonomy, intersectionality, connection, ambition, values-driven, and now, (laughs) a kind of scary word for some of us, imperfection. In our last episode, I said there's something stopping you from not just telling your story, but fully embodying your femfluence. And it's pretty simple. You don't want to mess up, and you don't want anyone pointing out that you didn't do it perfectly. Hashtag ouch, hashtag I resonate, because that's me. This episode is for you if you're anxious, a perfectionist, worried about what other people think of you, afraid you won't get it right when you share, you're overstressed, overworked, disconnected, lonely, unhappy. That's a long list, but it's also a lot of us. This episode is also for women who are ready to face and say F you to fear because there's no such thing as a quick fix or a pill you can take in order to get past this one thing. As one of my good friends and mentors and former client, Lisa Nichols says, there's no magic wand, potion, lotion, any of that on the way to you fully claiming your purpose. But there is a way to make it so. And that's by embracing your imperfection instead of thinking of it as a weakness or faulty. Or worried that by exposing imperfection, people will judge you as ill-equipped or ill-experienced. Voltaire says, perfect is the enemy of good. I'm living proof that's not true. And it's true of any person you've admired or despised. So the curious question I have for you is, what's really keeping you from showing yourself fully? Because the evidence outside is proof that everyone is 100% fallible. Is it the perfect branding on their website that's getting you from moving? Is it the flawless photography on Instagram that they have? Is it their epic oration on stages where you've heard them say things so perfectly you never could imagine yourself doing the same? Is it the title that they have, like CEO or CMO or CFO or any of the C's that make you feel like you're not in the same category? Is it an award they received? What are the things that you're calling evidence that they're perfect and you're not? 
Now, this goes back to the premise that we discussed in earlier episodes, that we've become such a results-driven culture that rewards the outcome instead of the journey that's perpetuating this cluster headache of inaction and analysis paralysis in many of the women that I know who want to step fully into their leadership. I bet you know of others too. And that's why we've got to encourage them to step out and celebrate imperfection. You might have heard of this woman, Brene Brown. She's a New York Times bestselling author and a professor at the University of Houston. And she wrote in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, that people who she calls wholehearted encompass two triads of beingness. So the first triad is courage, compassion, and connection. And the second is love, belonging, and worthiness. At FemFluence, We believe that being values-driven is the path of the courageous woman seeking affluence and influence for the greater good of themselves and the world around them. So if that's true and you're bought into the fact that you want to gain more femfluence, then here's what you need to do. You need to understand that the most successful people are masters of imperfection. So instead of becoming a master of the thing that you want to become, becoming a master of imperfection is the way there by testing, trying, exploring, and discovering what works and doesn't work. You're so busy getting it perfect that you're burning your most important assets, which are time, energy, and money into solutions that on the surface appear to give you the how-to But if you don't have the underlying foundation of the courage not to be right, but to be wrong, then no machine vehicle or how-to mechanism will work. Meister Eckert said, the price of inaction is far greater than the cost of making a mistake. Let's say that again. The price of inaction is far greater than the cost of making a mistake. Our best work isn't perfect. In fact, it's the imperfections in our work that enable it to be great. And the stories that support them are usually rooted in some type of come up or coming out or coming forward. So there's that part. If you've worked on a large project at a company, there were large teams of project managers and developers who brought products to market or optimization initiatives internally. So why do you think they're called developers and that there are a number of testing phases? Because that's how they get better and better. So in entrepreneurship, I call this entering the entrepreneurial gym every day. It's pretty logical to say that if you want to release weight or get stronger, that doesn't happen without showing up consistently and trying different routines and meal plans that work for the way your body can or wants them. But once you get into that rhythm, seeing what works for you and doesn't, then that doesn't just give you endurance and strength. It gives you confidence to go for more and you start seeing results. So by embracing imperfection and being celebrated for it, guess what? That's going to make you more strong, more potent, and definitely more affluent and influential. Now, in my company and on my teams, we encourage everyone to bring an experiment to their goals every quarter, 
one that number one will support their learning, but also something that can grow the company too. And by doing that, I'm taking a risk, but a good one to try things out and allowing my team to feel rewarded for having new ideas. Partly, I do it because it's good business practice. And partly, we do it to undo the harm that's been done to us by making us believe that messing up is messing up. When we encourage experimentation, we give grace to imperfection. And then we go for way bigger things. Imperfection is the way of the visionary leader. And if you're listening, you're a visionary leader. So I want you to start embracing imperfection as a value. Here are the main reasons the case for imperfection is an idea worth embracing. Number one, imperfect is way more interesting. Perfection is never as interesting as imperfection. The flaws, the rough edges, the broken rules, and counterintuitive choices are what makes our lives and work unique, effective, approachable, and memorable. The imperfections are what attracts others to us and what makes us stand out. Imperfect is everyone, but not everyone has the courage to show off those blemishes. So get this. Anything worth attention is drawn to things that stand out, not to things that fit in. The definition of perfect is something that, quote unquote, has all the required or desirable elements. But what that actually means is it's perfect because it offers what's expected. That's fine, but what's expected is rarely interesting and often boring. So bottom line it, what's expected isn't what gets noticed. Did I just blow your mind? It blew my mind as I started to really think and unpack imperfection. Basically, it's really boring to be perfect. Number two, imperfect is relatable. It's so cliche to say nobody's perfect, but it's also cliche because it's totally true. Nobody is perfect, and that includes our audience. We all struggle and like to see our struggles reflected back to us in the people we follow and admire. Revealing your imperfections instead of hiding them doesn't drive people from you. It draws them to you. And sometimes you just need a framework to put your imperfections in. I have one for you at the brandstorychallenge.com forward slash FF. Make sure you write that down and let us know you want to play so that you can get one of your imperfect stories out there. So at the end of the day, imperfections are relatable. They humanize us and what we create and stand for. And they encourage people to connect with us in ways they'll never connect with things that appear perfect. Number three, imperfect is expansive. Now, let's say we manage to create something perfect. We really can't, but more on that in a minute. We've lived up to the impossibly high standards we set for ourselves. But now what? Where do we go from here? Perfect doesn't allow for change, improvement, or growth. If we convince ourselves something we've done is perfect, we remove our ability to improve it. Iteration, adaptation, learning, these are enabled by imperfection. And when we become comfortable with putting imperfect things into the world, we create opportunities for ourselves to become better. Our mistakes are valuable. 
Don't undervalue them by trying to avoid them. Number four, imperfect is the cure for fear. (laughs) The easiest way to avoid putting something into the world is to aim for perfection. Ooh, we can't let anybody read our book because it's not perfect. We can't sell our product until it's the best it can be. And there's no point in pitching potential clients until we've perfected our pitch, right? Wrong. (laughs) Too often our quest for perfection, our quote unquote high standards, our quote unquote commitment to excellence or whatever nonsense we label it becomes an excuse to avoid moving forward. If we try and fail, we're a failure. But if we work on perfecting our creation forever, then we just have high standards, right? (laughs) What a perfect excuse for inaction. So stop it. (laughs) We can't use perfection as a cover for our own fear. When we're willing to put something imperfect in the world, we force ourselves to realize the only thing holding us back is our fear. And that can be overcome. Imperfect has integrity. That's number five. Ooh, this is really interesting, right? One of the things we say at FemFluence is we're not just helping people lead, we're helping them lead themselves. And if you want to effectively lead others, you have to be committed to leading yourself first. And the person you have to keep your word with is you. That's the highest form of integrity. And because perfection is a fallacy, it's a lie that you're telling yourself and others We are not buying it. Or even if people are, it doesn't last long. And it doesn't feel good. We get burned out and bored when we seek perfection. So choose imperfection, not perfection. Chase authenticity, not approval. Because imperfection creates momentum. Momentum means a series of moments where velocity occurs. And so it's in those moments, those imperfect moments, that the message gets seen and heard by the people you're looking to influence. Life is really subjective. People will have opinions if what you do resonates with them or not. That's the only fixed thing in the equation, that not all people will agree with you. That's the only fixed thing. That would make the world perfect. And since that's not the case, what makes you believe that you need to be too? Whew, I don't know about you, but that's a relief. Because for me, there's been a long list of things I was worried about telling people when I first started my business. In fact, even when I was in the corporate world or even growing up, you know, things like how my first business failed epically, costing me not just all of my money, but my marriage, my mental health, and my momentum. I've also shared my struggle in female relationships. Why would I start Femfluence when I had lost confidence in being able to make and keep friendships in my past? Another one that has really bothered me was being divorced and a single mom while being ambitious and getting the help of my family, even though the entire time they made me feel guilty for it. I also am effectively an introvert whose work challenges me to live even more in my values because that allows me to present authentically more extroverted because I'm talking about the things that matter to me. And it allows me to also get less worn down after too much peopling. Also, I've survived cancer and I'm currently living with a pituitary tumor. 
And when I've shared that story, people can't believe that I've been able to achieve so much. But it's by sharing that story, I've been able to not just heal more inside, but be able to navigate around it, even though it still affects my life every single day. Those stories and more, and I have a ton more, I tried to keep them from people in my past because I had a program that ran me called the Looking Good Program. You know that application that runs our computer called our brain? I thought people would judge and reject me for those things and more. And you know what? People have judged and rejected me for those things. But the majority of the people I encounter and talk to are encouraged and tell me it's helped them step into and embrace imperfection even more. Now remember, I can help you tell a better story based on our last episode and help you be willing to overcome the fear of telling an imperfect story at brandstorychallenge.com forward slash FF. So sign up when we open it today so that we can play and get it out there. At the age of nine, young girls start to believe that the perceptions, beliefs, and judgments of others more, and they start to stick into our psyche and soul. This is why we need more support, connection, and celebration of our ambition, individuality, and yes, imperfection. So here are some of the ways that I deal with my fear in showing my imperfection. First is self-care and honesty. Um, (laughs) So what I do is I try not to get burnt out by taking care of myself, including getting massages on a regular basis. So I personally like Thai massage because of the stretching and, you know, the deep tissue work. And there's also a Filipino massage, if you're lucky, in your particular area called Hilot, which is really amazing. And acupuncture and even I've taken Ambien to get a full night's rest. Now, I do not suggest anybody take medication. I'm just being transparent with you right now that these are some of the things that I had to do to get through some of my worst moments. And I had a lot of therapy and support, which is my second thing. So releasing and therapy, having somebody in my corner who I could not just talk to, but release things with. So my current therapist who I love so much and I'm about to share her name and I'm actually quite worried that she's going to get so booked she won't have time for me but that would be non-femfluence like and that would be pink slime (laughs) so I'm going to share her right now her name is Voge Smith and on another episode in the future I'm going to go ahead and break down how I got through my depression when I lost my business in 2008 so that you can really see how I did it and what were the steps I had to take, even though I really felt I would be judged for it to get through it. The next thing is self-reliance. This one is so important because I think that women who are strong also get beat up for being self-reliant. It's part of the way that we can be values driven, creating accountability by having daily rituals that take me into that entrepreneurial gym that I mentioned, including what I call slaying at least one dragon per day, which means that as the queen, I need to get one thing out of the way that I don't want to face. But every time I do something I don't want to face, it gets easier the next time. So some people call that eating your frog. Some people call that, you know, slaying your dragon. For me, it's slaying the dragon. And I do that first thing in the morning. So one thing that I'm doing currently right now is 
my five times or more per week Peloton workout. Peloton is my favorite workout brand and I've loved that morning sweat as well as frankly, it's like life coaching on a bike because the instructors are so good at pouring into you some really positive energy and like kick-ass energy first thing in the morning. So if you don't have a Peloton, get one. And I'm not getting a commission by telling you that. And then finally, how I deal with my fear of showing my imperfection is my femfluence. These six values that I've gone over with you the last six episodes, I am living them every single day as best as I can by re-looking at those six values and asking myself and becoming more aware of how I'm living through them in my everyday life. So in this episode's worksheet, which I give it every episode, go ahead and play with these questions that I have for you. Number one, what are five things you'd do right now if you didn't fear them? Number two, what's the gift you'll receive on the other side if you face that fear? Ooh, that's a good one. Number three, what are stories that highlight something you're concerned people will know about? Ooh, what are those stories? And number four, what are ways you can tell that story and connect them to your purpose and leadership? Everything you want is on the other side of fear, Femfluence Fam. And fear many times is just excitement dressed in really drab clothing. <laughs> so next time on Femfluence Radio, I'm going to share my signature framework that's helped build personal brands that you know admire, like Oprah's own network, Steve Harvey, and many of the world's leading companies and hundreds of entrepreneurs that I've had the pleasure and the gratitude to work with. So if you want to build a better story and to build a personal brand inside your company that no one can ignore, don't miss the next episode. Thanks for listening to Femfluence Radio. If you resonated with this episode, please leave us a review and let other women know about it. Remember, we're building longer tables here. Follow us on Instagram at femfluence underscore official to stay in the conversation and also visit femfluence.com to sign up and receive things I only give to our listeners and friends. I look forward to our next chat.